Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Ooh, that was a good one. We almost didn't make it here. I'm so happy to be here. Guys want to know what just happened? We're going to tell you. Great. We're going to tell you. (laughs) You're here. So we're telling you. This episode, the wheels are already off of the wagon. On this episode, we are circling the dream. This episode is brought to you by an almost two hour whole time with jazz music. (laughs) Yes. That's what this episode is brought to you by. We, in case you were wondering. And Malin, we're going to tell you what elevator music is. We should have recorded this. Yeah. This was like, a, it was a fucking soundtrack of elevator music from all the genres of music you possibly could have in elevator music form. You're very confused. So we're going to clear this up for you. We have absolutely loved working with LegalZoom up until this evening. We jinxed it. I jinxed it. I talked about it on my stories. You did. You did. You jinxed it. You totally did. I said, they've been a wonderful to work with. We have talked with multiple agents that work with LegalZoom and they have all been super helpful and kind. However, we had two very, very simple questions to consult about tonight so that we can take the next step to get you guys your Boo Crew merch because we need to get the legal end figured out first. And we were on- Who knew, right? Who knew? Who fucking knew? We were on hold for one hour and 53 minutes. We were just like- they were like dig- jiggling our titties back and forth, passing us along from agent to agent. And we've never experienced that before. And they were before. so nice. Like they so were so nice. like polite. They were like, oh, sorry. Becca's like, okay, hi. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name for like, for kindness. Hello, Geronimo. Um, Geronimo. They- <laughs> <laughs> That's what you came up head. with? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Third time's the charm, hopefully. You're our third agent. And the, the poor guy, you can hear it in his voice. He was like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I can actually not help you. <laughs> but I will, however, transfer you to the department that I can. And that is the department that we were on hold with for 53 minutes. You know how, like, when you're on calls with customer service and you'll hear the recording stop and it'll be like, thank you for holding. We are, our agents are otherwise occupied. We will be with you shortly. They didn't even have that. So we were just waiting. This company has been so much more personal than that. Like we never go through any type of anything like that. We call a number and a person answers the phone. We never have to go through, press a button. It's like, it's always been so personal and so great until tonight. So our vibe check for the evening is frustrated AF. Yes, we're frustrated. Because we just want to, it's so crazy. We have to do a million steps to get to like the fun part, right? Like we just want to make the merch. And give y'all the opportunity to get the merch. And we want to wear the merch and show you the merch. Like, we just want to do it. But we can't, we literally can't design anything until we get past these, like, annoying hurdles. Anyways, I'm going to sip my bubbly. Contact us, a tax agent near you, to help us out. Oh, yeah. So... That would be great. Yeah. If anyone who is, like, a tax professional for small business owners, because apparently that's what we are. Also... In case any of you are podcasters who are listening to this and or thinking about starting a podcast, I'm going to be really honest with you, in the nicest possible way, when people ask us what our business is in these professional settings and we say podcast, I definitely feel like they're like, oh, 
Or they don't know. What's that about? <laughs> or they don't know. My dad thinks it's a Toddcast. And that was funny. T. But then they ask, like Ted. Then they ask the name. They're like, oh, okay, what's your business called? And we say, <laughs> I got you, boo. And they're like, what? And then the, who? the email, the email is hello, hello. And I got you boo.com. The one that you guys never email us. At. <laughs> and the guy thought it was, I got, you I got you boop. pod.com. Yeah. I got you boop pod. But the guy thought it was, I got yeah. you boop. <laughs> what is your email? Hello. Hello. And I got you. Uh, and I didn't rescue him because I was like, I want to see what he's going to come up with. <laughs> and he says, boop. I said, sir, you were almost there. It's Boo Pod, as in a podcast. Hey, that's really fun. That's super fun. Uh, disclaimer, I still sound like I am nasally AF, so you're welcome, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think I don't really notice it anymore. I know, but that's but. it's. I can feel it. I can't even breathe out of it at this point, so I know that you guys are all hearing it. Um, but I mean, I know it is because you keep, every time we talk, you're like... <laughs> yeah, I can't. Into the, <laughs> Ew, Melon, take that I'm like shit Bruno out. Sometimes. Take that shit out that you just pulled. <laughs> Please. Dot com. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Okay. Random question. Okay. First I have a fave. I have one random fave that I forgot to say last week and it's been haunting me in my morning shower every morning until we record it again. Then okay. I can share it. It's called the pink stuff. I got it from the tickety talk. It is the best cleaner ever. Oh my God. I thought that was a store. I was like, Oh, it's called the pink no, stuff. It's the TikTok. Yes. Got it. It's from TikTok. Yes. The it's called the pink stuff. Okay. You can use it on your microwave in your bathroom it cleans. It's just a one wiper and it's clean. My tub, my shower, everything look immaculate after using it. Highly is it recommend. like, is it, is it like a spray or like a goop? It's a spray. Like a I got the spray kind, but I think there, there is like Ooh. a jar, like a goop kind, but I got the spray kind. Highly recommend. Goop is one of those words. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, that's a gross. <laughs> <word>. <laughs> this is Melon, take that out. <laughs> take that disgusting thing that Becca just did. I will not be taking anything out. Okay, so I did have a random thought, random shower thought. Are you ready for it? Okay. Ooh, shower thoughts. It's not a juicy one. <laughs> this is just oh. what I. So you didn't. You didn't shave your your no, again. No lady bits were harmed in the making of this last week. Do you think? Do penguins know that cows exist? What? Do penguins know that cows exist? Only the ones in the zoo. But even there, do they? Oh, okay. The zoo is a pretty good point, I guess. I don't understand. I don't, we don't, we don't, I don't like zoos. I haven't visited a zoo in I don't know how long either. Yeah, I don't like them. But I just, I don't even actually know when the last time I went to a zoo was. But that's a good question because <laughs> penguins have to be, okay, if we're thinking about zoos. Oh, here she goes. Then I'll get into like. She goes, she's going to go all Dora the Explorer on me. Here we go. If thinking for thinking about zoos, terrible places. I'm so sorry if any of you are zoologists. You should talk about maybe changing your career. So <laughs> I, <laughs> but I'm a huge animal advocate here. Freedom. She's a vegan, so, so like you get it. And whatever, yeah. You know, I'm not like a crusader here. This isn't like a PETA situation, but you know, I. They have feelings. But if you go to a fucking zoo, get off this podcast. <laughs> oh, I have, I've, I have responded to people in stories and I've been like, do you know? Oh no. That, yeah, I'm one of those people. So, so sorry. If you go to the zoo with your children, I might be mean to you. I, oh my God. <laughs> so, oh my God. So, so penguins are, they're land creatures, but they're also 
in water right. often, right? They split their time pretty evenly. But then if you think about the zoo, when you go to the zoo and you see penguins, they have like the option to go underwater, but they're also on like rocks all the time. But I don't think we have cows in zoos. No. So I don't think like, cause there could be a chance that this like exhibit, I'm doing air quotes cause I think it's fucking ridiculous that they have animals in exhibits with fences. It's bullshit. But I don't think any, I don't think cows, even if they were in zoos, I'm sure there's places in the world that have cow zoos. I don't know. I don't think that they would be close enough that a penguin could see a cow. Now, in real life, there's zero fucking percent chance that a penguin knows a cow exists. You don't think there's cows, like frozen cows, Arctic cows? Frozen cows. Uh, no, and it, yeah. no, not frozen cows. <laughs> Arctic cows are not a thing? I don't, I don't know. But also, I'm asking. I don't think Arctic <laughs> cows would be grazing rocks or ice because they need grass. Okay, that's fair. Right? That's fair. Right? That's fair. I mean, all I can picture is Ice Age now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now stop and do the mandate. That dance. That's a great movie. Ooh, gotta go, gotta go watch that. That's one a brain again. break for my kids. We also I have to call AMQ out. I told her I was gonna do it, but it needs to be talked about. Hide <laughs> hide your children, hide your significant others if you don't want them to hear what we're about to talk about, because it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Oh gosh, it's really not that bad. It's unsafe. And let's just say that I am concerned with her with AMQ's vaginal health. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. She ID is important. You're right. You're right. I reach around when I have to go to the bathroom and I wipe. You number two. Reach to clarify. You reach in between. And bring it all no, to my the front. arms are not long enough. There's for that. No, I don't know same. how you acrobats are doing this. I have very short arms and a big old booty, and I still. You just gotta bend. You gotta art. It goes back to the lumbar. <laughs> Listen, I know Andrew's like you do not have very good lumbar support. He also was so concerned when he heard that because he was very upset. He was yeah. He was very upset. There was all these things going through his head. Then he kept on going. Like later on, he would bring it up. He's like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm not actually going to share what he said because it's next level gross." But it was sexual, <laughs> wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Ew. Turn your phone on vibrate. What do we live in a jungle? <laughs> Where do you think we so, are? Okay. So just to clarify, I have never wiped from behind. That's not good. I'm realizing that. But you're like, bringing... Nobody, I need you to try. Can you stand up and try right now? Not pull your pants down, but like, well, I want to see you reach behind you. Why would I stand up? Do you shit standing up? No, but don't you... Like, do, you have to bend. <laughs> like, I am demoing how I wipe myself right now. You lean with it, rock with it, and do what you got to do. You could then, easily reach your asshole right now. But how do you, like... Like, and then you like, so you take the toilet paper and you just bring it back and hold it up. Like, yeah, and just bring it from the bottom to the top and just like this. But like, here's my thing. No, that is the correct answer. Now you have toilet paper up in the air. No, like, it's not up in here, the air. Like, you're, helping, <laughs> you're not wiping your back with it. You're just doing it right here and then just drop it in. Yeah, so I just think it's better <laughs> no, because if I, because then my hand's already like in the toilet. No. Bowl, I just plop, I just drop it in. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but you need to get potty trained <laughs> all over. <laughs> Damn! Before, before it is your job to teach, you cannot go on in life 
teaching any tiny human that that is the proper way to go to the bathroom. So this is the time that you need to learn it. Because when it is your time to raise tiny humans and you have to potty train them, you are not going to show them that way because then when they pop a squat at a college party, all of the girls are going to be like, ew, who taught you to do that? And you're going to be like, my mom did. It's going to be horrible for them. Oh, I mean, I don't know who taught me to do it. I think it was just me being a rebel deciding to do it myself. I don't think anyone taught me to do this. I am the way that I am. <laughs> do you use wipes? Nobody gets you, any credit. Do you use wipes or do you use toilet paper? Second question. Like baby wipes? Yes. No. Who uses baby wipes? I do. Why? Because it's cleaner. It feels nice. It's cleaner. Okay. It really. Well, I mean, I could definitely try that. I could like, I could, I could get behind that. I could get behind a good. I can't wait till you do. And you're going to be like, yo, I feel clean AF. I'm squeaky clean. Here's the thing though. Isn't it like, don't you leave the situation feeling a little damp? No. Cause then you do like a dry wipe. This is disgusting. Oh, See, this is a very, Grow up. listen, <laughs> I go to the bathroom so many times a day. That seems like a lot of work. Like, I, I go, I'm very regular. So did you guys know AMQ's vegan? A lot of, <laughs> it means a lot of fiber. <laughs> so much fiber. Um, so a lot, a lot more than lately. It seems <laughs> if you've made it to this far in the episode, God bless. Yeah. <laughs> And if you fast forwarded, I mean, whatever, we're funny. So you're lost. Uh, we're done. So you're safe now. <laughs> you're safe now. <laughs> oh, so circling back, we really hope that we're going to be getting you guys merch really soon. We want the merch too. Yeah. M Becca more than anyone, I promise. Merch whore over here. If I don't get a pop socket soon, I'm going to just implode. So let us know what merch requests you have. Yeah, since you know it's like do 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 we yeah. have time. Like if you want to just tell us we really know. had a nice goal in mind. And I'm not gonna say what that goal is in the snowballs chance in hell chance that what? That you get it. That it can still happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. It could maybe still happen. It'll just be a mini if somebody answers our questions. I'm gonna send a very angry email because the Enneagram. Yeah, she's like, we need to send an email. I said, uh, go ahead. That sounds like something you would be fantastic at. It sounds like something I would end up apologizing for. So go ahead. <laughs> sends a mean email and then sends like a PPS. So sorry. I'm also this. really sorry in case you were having a really bad day and you were in the middle of a meltdown. And that's the reason why you couldn't answer us because you were having a mental breakdown. A, I get it. B, I'm so sorry. C, I hope things are getting better. But we're also not emailing anyone specific. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the customer service. Oh, Jesus. I would love a contact. I would love to call Geronimo directly. <laughs> I feel like we have, what if we didn't ever say Malin's name and we just kept calling him Geronimo? Missed opportunity. Uh, Nemo. Geronimo. Oh, well, enough of the nonsense. Let's get down to it. We actually are here to talk about how to be brave. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. We are... Becca ha Becca wants to talk about it, and so I'm along for the ride. I might get very emotional because this is a pretty yeah. heavy topic, but yeah, she wanted to talk about it, so I'm here for it. Speaking of changing the way you wipe, let's talk about being brave. So I listened to <laughs> yeah, flip the script. So I am sure I have referenced on here before Glennon Doyle's podcast. We can do hard things. I'm obsessed with it. 
I absolutely love it. It is a weekly staple in my life. And she, they did an episode. She does it with her sister, uh, Amanda and Abby. They did an episode about being brave, being brave. And I loved the conversation. I was like, I would love to know how AMQ feels about bravery because everyone's definition, I think is so different based on life experiences and based on just like mm -hmm. viewpoints of life. Right. So definitely this is the definition. Brave is an adjective meaning ready to face and endure danger or pain showing courage. Oh. Okay. I hate it. Or it's a verb, endure or face unpleasant conditions or behavior without showing fear. No, I don't agree with that definition. It's a very negative word then. It has a very negative connotation in that. I don't agree with it. Which is the definition. Why don't you agree with it? Because when you compliment someone and you say, for example, if someone calls you brave, right? You're not like, what? Rude. Thank you so much for being rude to me and saying I'm brave. No, you don't get mad at people for calling you brave. It's a compliment. Okay. Like you accept it as a positive thing, right? I know I have because that definition is negative. Okay. How, what makes it negative? I'm really putting you in the hot seat. Enduring pain, enduring pain. The word fear is mentioned. You don't need yeah. to be- Without showing fear. Yeah. You don't know. That doesn't need- to be the thing. Here's why. I think being brave, hold on to your horses, everyone. This is my definition. Hold on. I let think, me grab my ponies. I think, <laughs> unicorns. I think <laughs> being brave is doing something that scares you, but doing it anyway, like just doing it anyway. Who cares? Like, it's not like you're not going, you're not not scared right? It says, what did it say? Without, without, without fear? showing fear, yeah, showing th fear. But that's like, okay, fine. Maybe that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, I think vulnerability is bravery. And I think if you're vulnerable, you are showing fear a little bit when you're being vulnerable. Right. And that makes you brave. But at the same time, I do have, I do take issue and I know you do too with, we talk endlessly about this whole, use your compliments wisely, stop fucking complimenting people's bodies, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but when people say things like, oh my gosh, you posted a photo with your stretch marks. That's so brave. That my friends is not the definition of brave. That's, yeah. that's bullshit. That's not that's not brave. And the reason, and I know that people do that, it's projection. Like people do that because they see, let's say me or you post something that they would never imagine doing. Like it is not within their comfort level in their current season of life. And so immediately they're like, oh my gosh, like that's so brave of you. Where, where you and I are like, that's just our confidence. Like we're just, we're just being confident. And maybe Maybe it was scary for us, but I don't think we associate bravery with posting a photo of us in underwear. Yeah, I wouldn't associate bravery. Yeah, yeah. no, I wouldn't. Exactly. No. So, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I don't like this because it says that you have to face and endure danger or pain. Yeah, exactly. And what? And show 
show courage, but I feel like bravery is more doing it when your voice is shaking, Mm -hmm. doing it because you know that it's going to be uncomfortable, not painful. Well, maybe painful, but that it's not dangerous, but not like physically painful. It's making it sound like you're getting like a dagger through the heart in order to do something. You know what I mean? This feels, that definition feels very like the movie Braveheart, you know? But face uh, to to endure or face unpleasant conditions, I like that part. It's the without showing fear part that I have an issue with yeah. because I feel like when, for example, peer pressure or societal pressure, when you feel like you need to act and be or look a certain way mm-hmm. and doing those things and conforming to those things would be considered the safe thing and then going against them because you know that that is going to lead to ultimate happiness and freedom within yourself. That to me is brave. It's doing it. Like when everyone's saying like, jump, jump, jump. And you don't want to, because everybody else jumped in the water. This was the reference that they used on the podcast. I can't take credit for this, but if everybody's jumping off the cliff into the water and they all had a blast and they're cheering for you and you don't want to, and you say no, when everyone else said yes, I still think that's brave. Of course, because you did, you did what feels right for you. And when everyone else is telling you one thing to do, when you listen to, every time you choose yourself and every time you listen to that voice, I think that's brave. I agree with that because again, it's a perspective thing. Somebody saying, Oh, like, of course, jumping off a cliff is brave because why? Because yeah, that's a very physical reference, but that was the best. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't know, because you don't know, like, you know, you're what you're jumping into like water, you're jumping into wherever you're jumping into, but then also right. being like, mm, no, like I'm not just going to jump off a cliff. Like that's saying just because you did that's brave because yeah. now you're potentially dealing with the repercussions societally and socially of people being like, what a chicken. Like, and that's, you're owning your shit. You're like, but this is me. Like, yeah. this is what feels good for me. I think that's more brave personally. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, I have two books that talk about this on very different levels, but um, I've is talked it Brene about- Brown? Is it Brene Brown? Yeah. One of them is Brene Brown, yes. but one of them is also, um, I know I've spoken about this on the pod. I speak very openly about just this concept in my personal life as well and in business, but there is a book called The Courage to Be Disliked, and it's by Ichiro Kishimi and Futamaki Koga. So it's a Japanese phenomenon that shows you how to change your life and achieve real happiness by having the courage to be disliked. And the concept is, you know, at first I was like, oh, like, like, first of all, Recovering people pleaser a long time ago. Like I've since, since grown out of that, but I'm like the courage to be disliked my whole life. All I've ever wanted is to fit in. You know, I didn't have an elementary school group of friends. I didn't have a high school core group of friends. I didn't have a university core group of friends. I don't talk to a lot of my work friends anymore. I kind of collect humans as I go, but they're seasonal in my life. And so I've always wanted to be liked. That was like a huge thing for me, but I realized quickly like, okay, but like you're wanting to be liked by the wrong people. And like, you're, you're getting, you're looking for all this validation from humans you don't actually even like. So having the courage to be disliked gave me the space to figure out who I really was. Then that opened up space for humans who actually should be in my life to get in here and then stay. You know, I haven't had that problem of all these transient people in my thirties because 
it took until my 30s to be like, okay, fine, I might be too much, air quotes, for someone, or people might not like my assertiveness, or they might think I'm too loud or too bold or too obnoxious, but like, okay, like, (laughs) that's just who I am, and it was okay to be disliked, that was brave because I got a lot of shit for it, lots of shit. Lots of people that were close to me had a problem with it. What did they say to you, though? Like when you started showing? It kind of left me a little flabbergasted at, at the nerve of some people, like the audacity of some people that were closest to me. When you start sharing more on social media, something very specifically I will say is I suffered in silence with multiple forms of eating disorders, some undiagnosed until my 30s for my entire 20s, right? And there were a lot of people, bless them, I'm sure they had my best interest at heart, but there were a lot of people who were around me in those situations who like definitely knew something was wrong, but they weren't brave enough to say something. And they like, that's bravery. Like they weren't like, they know how I am. I'm a big personality and they like, didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to like, they didn't know how they could approach it. Right. And when I, when I realized, Hey, I need help. And I started being vocal and we're talking like not, not in like on social media yet. Cause it didn't, I, I didn't just wake up one day and say like, Hey, I'm going to talk about my struggles. But when I started having conversations with them, so let's say in social situations, I would say, Hey, I'm going to need to exit this conversation because of X, Y, and Z. That was brave of me. Okay. And I was honest and they would just shit on me. <laughs> they would just be like, well, you're like making fun of you you're being a little dramatic. Like we're just talking, it's, it's not like we're dieting. We're talking about like the marathon we're going to run, but I'm like, okay, but you need to understand that at that point in my life, I remember this so specifically, I was at a Halloween party and my, two of my friends were talking about starting to train for a half marathon they were doing in June, which makes total sense. That's timeline wise makes complete sense. But the way in which that they were chatting about like macros and measuring their food and all that kind of stuff was difficult for me because at that time I was the girl going to the gym for three hours a day and I was over-exercising and I knew something was wrong. And being around people that were encouraging that kind of behavior, even if they were doing it to run a marathon, I was doing it because I was chasing thin, you know? They were doing it because they're trying to do something personal, like a big goal of theirs. But I was like, oh, well, this is, I I gotta exit the situation. And I had, I've lost a lot of friends from being, open about my journey, but also being like, I'm sorry, but you know, you don't serve me. And that's okay. Like, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't make them bad people. It's just, I think people can't handle, I think we need to get a lot better as like a human race at understanding that it's okay for someone to say like, this doesn't make me feel comfortable. And it's not you. It doesn't need to be taken so personally. Like we're allowed to say, I'm going to exit this social situation. I love you. And honor you and appreciate you, but like, I need to leave. It has nothing to do with you, but it's so odd. I think that we're very like, even, even people that say they're not sensitive, I feel like are sensitive. Like, I think we're just sensitive creatures as humans, you know? Yeah. That book is incredible. And then obviously that's a different, obviously a different view on bravery. But I think that having the, being brave enough to be yourself is brave in my opinion. Or like, learning or learning what that even looks like. And, and in order brave. to do that, taking yourself out yeah. of certain situations that are clouding it. Like that's what I had to do. I had to be like, am I this? Yeah. Or like, am I not? And then obviously Brene Brown, everything she talks about is bravery, but the first real 
book that I connected with when she was talking about bravery was Braving the Wilderness. And yes. she, this is, this is one. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's this is a weird one. <laughs> she, at the back of the book, she literally just, it's so simple and concise, but she says, true belonging doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. Yeah. Which brings it back to having the courage to be disliked. Exactly. Just be who you are. And like, that's, I, I, it sounds, you know, we say it all the time. You hear it, right? It's like one of those other things that's super commercialized. And it's like, you know, like on, on signs, like live, laugh, love, be yourself. Like, you know, <laughs> live, laugh, love. <laughs> How do you expect me to live, laugh, love in these conditions? <laughs> that real? <laughs> like, be you, boo. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done, but then, and then it's like, but is it like, is it easier said than done? Or are we just overthinking it? Like, Imagine if you just didn't, like if you just woke up and you were like, cool, cool, I'm going to be me today, whatever the fuck that looks like. And I'm not going to try to wear someone else's face or try and be someone else or try and like be just like someone because I love them. You're you. And that takes, listen, that takes so much bravery. We talk about this, like when we're just talking personally, that it takes a lot to be like, to sit with yourself and do a little self-assessment and be like, but who am I though? Like, what do I like? What don't I like? What, what am I willing to tolerate? What am I not willing to tolerate? What do I have the capacity for? I mean, mm-hmm. you and I are like that too, right? Like you and I have different, yeah. there's different days. Like you get us on different <laughs> days and we're, we have a larger capacity than other days and that's okay. Right. But we have the self-awareness to be like, I'm tapping out or like I'm tagging yeah. you in. And that takes bravery, but not in that moment, in previous moments, because you had to take that time with yourself and just be real, right? Yeah. That's my like I would have never I don't think I, No, that's a good. That's so good. No, that's so good. Because we like you said we always hear be yourself, you know, do that. But what does that look like? Because I Yeah. Yes, a lot of of me has stayed the same, but so much has changed. Totally. And like I I started sobbing when one of my, my best friends, uh, Alyssa, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, she, we were, we're at the pool this summer and she got all teared up and she was like, Becca, I really need to tell you that like, I've known you for almost 15 years and how you speak on this podcast is so different than like the, than, than the person I met 15 years ago, mm-hmm. the person I met 15 years ago would never have gotten on a mic and talked the way you talk about life or about yourself. And that meant so much to me because you kind of forget, like you, you think about it about yourself, but you never know if the people that are close to you see that same change. So that yeah. was just a really nice moment, but that um, is nice. And you're doing it, I, you're doing it and, and you're doing it every day. And that's, what's the interesting thing, right? It's yeah. what you do. You wake up and you do it and then this is who you are. But when it's, when people are on the outside looking in and you get that feedback, that's major. Yeah. Huge. And I think that like, I didn't know what that was, what that was until I feel like a very distinct outward, like, moment of bravery that I can remember being like, damn, I'm so glad I was brave enough to do that Mm. was what was the moment in a previous relationship of mine where I threw my hands up and had just had enough and was like, I don't deserve this. Like I, that was the first time I walked away from anyone very deliberately it was the first time I ever was like, I like, you know, like you said, people come in reason season, lifetime, whatever, not, mm-hmm. uh, my sister makes fun of, I just said, whatever, not now I see why you say, I say that, yeah, you, you but, um, say a lot. 
my sister does say, she's like, you really just like, you have friends and then they never, like, they're not really, they don't really go away. Like they're just somewhere <laughs> in your life at all times. So yeah. We have the, those people, right? Of yeah. Course. Yeah. And this is the first time that I, I think that was the first time that I was like, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure out what the fuck my happiness looks like because my happiness for so long was set on everybody else being okay that so I hard. quite literally have no, that was a very, very hard truth, which I also think is bravery is admitting those hard truths to yourself that when someone asked me, well, what do you do that makes you happy? And I couldn't answer it. Mm. And I was so embarrassed because I was like, I don't know, like the people around me, like, you know, and I started naming people. I started naming everything outside yeah. of myself. Not, that's why I think it's so empowering or in, important when you say, you know, if I told you to list all the things that you love, where, how long would it take for you to list yourself? And you can't do that until you really explore your own happiness. And when you can really take that time because it's not selfish, it's necessary in order for you to live a more free life to be like, oh my gosh, I don't need to be chasing anything. I don't need any external factors. I already have it all within me. What does that look like? And I'm going to unpack and I'm going to sit with this really hard shit and I'm going to try and sift through it for a minute or, or years. Or years. And it's taken me like, it's taken me like three or four years of really dedicated work to be able to. And just when I thought I was like, okay, I'm good. Then all that icky stuff started coming out again. And it was like, oh, how do I handle it? I immediately went back to old thought patterns and old habits and old of behaviors course. and old reactions to things because, you know, you're never like, we can always be a work in progress. <laughs> we are always a work in progress. It's just a matter of if you're acting on it or not. But that's what I think is bravery is every time you look within and you choose to come home to yourself and you choose to explore what that looks like is brave. And whether that's something simple, like not following whatever your friends want to do or mm -hmm. leaving that place because the conversation, like you were saying, was getting somewhere and going down an avenue that made you feel uncomfortable and made it feel like you were crossing boundaries, but you don't know what that even feels like. And like, you don't know what that even, oh shit. Well, boundaries have been crossed in conversations for years, fueling the fires of all of this stuff that does not serve me and makes me choose everyone besides me. So those red flags come up a whole lot brighter and yep. a whole lot bigger when you start to do that work, that brave work, yep. you know? And when you mentioned the thought patterns, I thought immediately of in season one, we chatted with Katie Helm and she talked a lot about your thoughts. If you guys want to go back uh -huh. to that, it was a great episode and yes, just training your brain, talking. training your brain. And it's so, it's just when we talk about affirmations and why they're so important, like, yeah, Becca and I both thought they were woo-woo before we did them, but- Oh, I thought, I, mean, I used to literally laugh at people. Me too. I, it was like, I roll, I would give myself a migraine. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, uh, let me just stand in front of the mirror and go, I am beautiful. That voice. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually what, like, I would watch people's stories and I would like out loud, watch people's stories and be like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm so much better than you. Because, like that was me. I actually- Oh my God. Was criticizing people who are just like me now. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Because, because it's so easy because when you are in so much inner turmoil with yourself, yeah. it's so easy to call somebody living boldly fake. 
hurt people hurt people and healed people yeah. heal people. And like, how true. dare she? Like, how who does she, she think she is? She's right. Happy. Like, how dare her? She's, she can't be. She's yeah. at peace with herself. She's, Go fuck off. No way. Lying. She's lying to herself. Like, that, that That was me. I literally was that. I'm totally wholeheartedly admitting. No, I'm with you. That I have been that person. And I've also been on the receiving end of people that are like that. And I feel for them. But it's so difficult because we cannot. So, like, you and I could never. I know I definitely never do. I never receive, let's say, that interaction and say, okay, this girl's hurting. Let me Let me tell her that. Because listen, if somebody tried to come at me in the of my life, <laughs> well, I'd cry and I'd be like, I would probably be like, well, I'm confrontational. So I'd be like, um, I'm fine. Okay. I am. <laughs> I am fine. I am good. Like we, I laugh about this all the time because my mentor, my coach who like is a friend of mine was reaching out to me constantly being like, Hey, AMQ, like, I think you should really join my wellness community. And I would be like, um, I am Don't need living, it. I'm living my, literally I have messages, like screenshots of these messages. I bless her soul for even talking to me still. But like, I literally, <laughs> would, I was, I was literally like, um, I am living in my best life. Okay. Like I go out and I dance around with my friends and drink and club every day that ends in Y. These are things I actually said. Okay. Every day that ends in Y. I actually wrote this stuff. And can you believe like this girl who said this, that version of AMQ inside guys, I was like, never thought anyone would love me was, yeah. was going through, I, I was at that point in my life, I was on my fourth physically abusive relationship. Like yeah. couldn't figure out what the fuck was wrong with me. I was, you know, like had every eating disorder. It felt like, you know, under the sun, but didn't know it. Like I was so miserable. And when someone was like, Hey, like, I think this could be good. This is really bringing me joy. I was like, I don't need joy. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> that little um, dog with the fire behind him. <laughs> same thing with thought work. I always thought thought work was really bogus. Same. Oh my gosh. Same. I was like, okay, you can control your thoughts, but like, no, it's way deeper than that. So circling back to what AMQ said, it's episode 11 thought work with mindset mentor, Katie Helm. That's the, yeah. she did, she did a great job of explaining yeah. how to, we learned like, so much in that episode. We did how to take, like say a sentence out loud and then be like, okay, is that a thought you want? right? Like, is that a thought you want to be having? And if not, it's like fucking chuck it then. And if yes, then okay, make it a habit. And it's, mm -hmm. it's very interesting how our brains work. I just want to- We can say literally that. say, I receive that or I don't receive that. Yeah. Chuck you can receive that bucket. thought or chuck it in the fucking bucket. We have, we have to bring that back. That's been a minute <laughs> since we've started. We had, we really stopped saying that. I also think that's brave. Chucking it and chuck, deciding to whatever you want to chuck it in the fuck it bucket to chuck it. Listen, that is because we so hold on to so to much. Do. Of course. Like, it is. Saying, it is. Saying with it your is. past relationships, like I can, I can empathize with and relate to that so much because you like me, we do have some similarities. And one of them is that. Oh, like, I think we're nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Becca sometimes thinks we're like less alike. I mean, we're definitely not Our journey, really alike, yeah. <laughs> but we have definite similarities. But yeah, yes, yeah. I think that, I think that like when I think back to, you know, young twenties AMQ and we love that our listeners <gasps> range from like 
you know, their teens. Like we have, we have women who, who message us and they tell us like, oh, I listen to this with my teenage daughter every Thursday. And like that, that means I think the most. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. The most. A hundred percent. And we have like listeners ancient, literally ranging from every age range. And it's really, really cool. But when I think back to like 20 something year old me going through these like serial abusive relationships, now I know that it's because I like, I'll say it. I haven't talked about it much on the pod. I'm sure it'll come out eventually, but I was brought up in a very physically and emotionally abusive household. So I didn't have the upbringing that was like full of love. I didn't know, I didn't have a good attachment to what it meant when someone loves you. My association was like, this is what people do when they love you. And Mm -hmm. so I, I, I say this now and I've said it to my therapist. I'm like, you know, I used to feel, you know, in my early 20s that I had this like invisible ink on my forehead that only abusive people saw. And it was like, please walk all over me. Please take advantage of me. I will receive abuse, like things like that, you know? And right. she's like, it's not that though. It's not that. You're right that certain people can like sniff it out. Like, you know, predators in the wild can sniff out fear. Totally. Their prey. But she's like, it's not that simple. You were Oh, self-aware enough to understand that there are things like body language and actual language that you were using that was attracting those types of people into your life. But you also tolerated it. So for yeah, yeah. me, it took a long time for me to detach myself from the abusive parent. And therefore, when I did, the easiest thing for me to do, what did I want to do? What did I want to do? I wanted comfort. I wanted support. And so the next human who was going to give me love, I took and that wasn't necessarily a good thing, right? Or the next drink on, that was going to numb it, the you next know, drink. You, you took. But see, here's the thing. I didn't start drinking until I was 24. And by that time, I was exiting my most abusive relationship. And it's a thing. I'm very thankful that I didn't drink until that age. If I really think about my times of life and, and how stages yeah. happened. But then the problem with that was I was like, okay, I'm free. I'm going to be single. I'm free of my abusive parent. I'm finally working at a job I like. I'm going to, I'm going to, this is me. I'm going to be me. But the problem was that the social butterfly in me got really excited by the fact that night, nightlife was like totally like made for me. Like <laughs> the night, the nightclub industry was totally made for people like me. <laughs> and yeah. I got lost in it for a couple of years. And then that was also a problem. And I had to do what you just said, like chuck it in the fuck it bucket and remove myself from those social situations, which is like crazy because I used to think, like I said, I was like, I'm good. I'm drinking on every night that ends with why I have so much joy in my life. Like I, that's what I thought joy was. You want to know why all my drunk friends bless them. I'm saying this like friends I got drunk with you know, when you're like in the club and you go to that, that meme where it's like, oh, I miss every drunk girl I've ever said hi to in the bathroom <laughs> at a club, right? When you're like that, you you feel loved. You're like around this very like social, lovey, accepting environment. And then I would go home and I'd be by myself, living by myself with my thoughts. And I'd be like, no, I don't like this. So I put myself back in a situation where I felt, you know, kind of like yeah. I fell into the crowd. Like I didn't stick out in the crowd. I like got immersed into the crowd and then I felt comfortable. I don't know if this is making Mm -hmm. sense, but like I had to- No, it is. I had to be brave enough to be like, okay, I make jokes now that I'm a semi-retired bar star, which I am. And I I loved my bar star days. They literally helped me pull myself 
out of the rut that I was in without those days. Like, honestly, they truly helped me see that that's not what I wanted to do with my life. Um, But I look back on that and I'm like, damn, that was brave. Like I have so many human beings from that era of my life that mean so much to me and pulling myself out of that social situation and being like, I love you so much. I can only hang out with you if we go hiking or, you know, out for dinner or to brunch or a walk or something else, but I can't put myself in these situations anymore. And I lost some really amazing humans that meant a lot to me and it sucks, but yeah, that was brave, right? In that stage yeah. of my life. Now I look back some, some days I have those days where I'm like, oh, I miss my yeah. friends, but they weren't serving me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think about like, like that big moment, I think led to a bunch of other very tiny moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, we often think of those big times or those big chunks and chapters of life where like, yes, we were brave, but like bravery is also that really quiet moment where you decided to not talk shit on yourself for yeah. making a mistake so or hard. brave. Is that really is that moment where you became self-aware in that moment that you chose to do what felt right to you, even if it felt wrong to somebody else, even if you let somebody else down, but you said yes to you. I think all of those little, little moments really help that transformative, you know, bigger meaning of, or bigger, you know, interpretation of brave. But for some reason, as a society, we really, especially women harp on this. Don't be too, you know, if you don't hurt his feelings, if you want to say no, don't, or like wear this, if you want to be seen as sexy or, you know, dress this size, if you want to feel confident. And it's like, no, that destination happiness is going to end up killing you maybe quite literally because you're constantly chasing something that could be unattainable. And then even like we said before, when I was chasing all of those things, when I got to that size, I was the most miserable I've ever been. Me too. When I, when I got to, when I, even when I like let go of those people or that person, I wasn't happy right away. Like I was like, I felt like a missing piece because when we're like, pouring into everybody else, those things start value, to not make right? sense. That's why. Yeah. Cause you put your value was placed on whatever it is. Like, let's say it's an inan- inanimate object. In this case, it was people. But then if you yeah. start cutting them away for lack of a better term, of course you're literally like, honestly, you probably felt like you were like losing a limb, you know, it's, it's yeah. very, yeah, it's a, it's a big process. And like you were saying about women, especially just feeling like it's just a very diminutive way of looking at things. Like we always feel like we need to be smaller or less, whatever that looks like in order to be more accepted. But that's so interesting mm-hmm. because you can't do that if you're being brave. Like I actually can't. stopped one of my students last year had long hair down to her hips and she shaved it. She shaved the wow. side of her head and then did like the old school Rihanna and did teal. <gasps> Amazing. And she had long, light brown hair. And I remember she came in, I didn't even recognize it was her. And she came in and, um, she like smirked. And I remember some of her friends in the hallway by the lockers calling her brave. And they're like, you're so brave because you shaved your head. And I, and I stopped them. I said, no, she's not. That's not brave. Right there. Everyone. It's a good teacher. (laughs) I was like, don't call her brave for doing that. She did what she wanted to do. That's amazing. But like, that's not brave because why? 
Why? Well, the intention behind those girls saying that to her in the hallway was because, oh, other people might not think you're pretty because you don't have that long hair anymore. Or, right? you know, you, you now have teal hair. And so that's against what every, look, we all have these long, luscious braids and, or like we have our hair done like Elsa, whatever the fuck. I don't know. You're twerking <laughs> blank Barbies. It's very, it's a weird time there in school, but I really, I made sure to stop that because I think that that's immediately where girls start to develop those thoughts. And so as early. young as everyone we've talked to on this podcast has said the same thing, younger than they would have cared to admit that they started being aware of their bodies. And that is a perfect example yep. of when you're being aware of other people's appearance and what they look like. Oh my God, it looks great, but you're like so brave for doing that. It's like, mm -hmm. no, she's not. No, she's not. She just she's, did what she wanted. That's she, what she just wanted did what she do. wanted. And that's, yeah. that's, it, yes, it's brave because she chose what she wanted and chucked everything else in the 10 year old fuck it bucket. But, um, PG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The PG version of that is that like, we need to stop calling people brave for doing what they want to do. If, when it doesn't hurt anybody, just because it's against societal norms. No, when it's rooted in that, it's incorrect, I feel. See, this is where it gets a little hairy. Because now I feel like it's, I just contradicted myself. Yeah, but, but I and, and and kind of we 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 sort of it is kind of one big contradiction to be honest. But I think that I think that the the message is there that yeah when you choose it's, yourself, it's, it's very yeah it's very much like a do do you boo type of vibe like whatever that yes. looks like. And the the thing that makes it brave is when your decision making no longer involves anyone but you. That's yes. what makes it brave because yes. even so much as opening up about a part of your journey to someone you love, they might judge you, right? For example. Yeah. But that doesn't fucking matter because if you feel good that you were like, okay, I, I released that. It was heavy on my heart and yep. I've given you this piece of information. It is not up to me to decide what you do with it. If you want to be a fucking douche canoe and navigate <laughs> it however you want, that's fine. But- I did what I needed to do for me and now I'm moving on. Like that's yeah. what makes you brave. When you take, very difficult to do, when you take other human beings out of the equation when making any decisions at all. Yeah. Which it is, is not basically your impossible responsibility. to do. It feels impossible, but yeah, it's it is. possible. It feels, yeah. Because that thought will always cross your mind as humans, I think. But it is not your responsibility for to... Be, you're not responsible for someone else's reaction when you share a part of your journey or when no. you set a boundary, when you set a Listen, boundary, boundary setting really is hard. brave. That's brave. Yes, absolutely. Whew. Absolutely. I think when you're calling, I think again, that language piece is so important. Cause like if you're calling somebody brave, for example, the girl who cut her hair mm -hmm. because she did what she wanted to do. If it's rooted in that, that needs to be like the other half of that sentence. I feel cause otherwise as a society, we're still, conditioned to think that like, oh, you're calling her brave because it's different than whatever. Than you. It's like, it's not brave because it's different. It's brave because she followed what she wanted to do. Yeah. And however, anyone else, she literally did not hold the responsibility of how anybody else received this haircut or how, you know what I mean? However, though, that could have affected her right forever. Like you said, yeah. Like people's reactions to that one thing. We all have those things in our life that we can trace memories back to, right? Oh, I know we yeah. do. So imagine Hashtag bathing suit shopping, been, right? <laughs> me, me. I remember for me, it was when I went to a Catholic high school that required a uniform. And I swear anyone who went to high school with me who's listening to this podcast will understand 
these pants that they made us wear were not made for curvy people. Okay. And girl, are I they the um, pocket McCarthy khakis? Pants. Yeah. Oh, they were like, okay. They, well, the company up here is called McCarthy's. Becca, they sound and feel like paper mache. Like when you're walking, <laughs> it's like, it's like, shh, 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 shh. And I used to get in so much trouble for wearing yoga pants, but I'd be like, guys. So I, one day I remember having to show, this is totally an aside, but I remember having to show my principal, like, this is so terrible, but my male principal, the student government president got in trouble for wearing yoga pants for like the 10th time, whatever the limit was. And they were going to like suspend me. And I had to be like, okay, I have a point I need to make. I got my pants. I put them on. I went to the principal's office and I was like, I cannot wear these because when I sit down in these pants, my full ass showed. And I was like, sir, with all due respect, this is a Catholic high school. I really do think that I'm better off wearing these other pants. Like I can't, yeah. like you can't expect me to just walk around <laughs> like this. Right. And again, that's a brave thing that I did at freaking 16. Yeah. But because- I was like, I don't want to show my ass crack. Like I'm showing my thong over here. Like this is ridiculous. And he was like, Ugh. yeah, like poor man. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. What do I do with know, that? It is what it is. Sorry. That was totally an aside. But I did also want to say, because this is, I'm, I'm going to like, I'm going to preface this with, there's going to be more about this conversation coming, but with my recent pregnancy loss, there have been a lot of comments made around me being brave for sharing my journey. Here's the thing. Those comments are so well-intended. They are. But there's nothing brave about it. Like, it's just my reality. It's my reality. It's what happened. And I didn't immediately feel comfortable sharing it. There's still parts of it that I'm not totally... I mean, I mean I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty open book now. But it's not bravery because... I it mean, makes it taboo when you call it bravery. In a sense. And that was the issue is that when I, when this happened, I felt so alone. I was like, how is there, how is it possible that we live in a world where all of the information we get is available, like, you know, in a second, like we snap our fingers and we can get it. And yet somehow I don't know anyone. Like I really was like, who do I know in their thirties who has experienced a pregnancy loss? And I couldn't believe that nobody came to mind. And then when I started opening up about it, all of a sudden, I yeah, had it all came people coming in. into my DMs. And I was like, but why is this not a thing? And thanking me, thanking me. Thank you for being brave and sharing your story. Thank you. For, and I- See, but vulnerability had, is brave. I know. I guess that's See, this is- the hard. Isn't it? It's tricky. It, I think it's all, it all comes down to the, to the meat, like behind it. Cause then we also just, wait, hold on. Now I'm going to really confuse myself because we just said we're also not <laughs> responsible for how someone else receives it. Right. Uh, so guys, like, this whole episode is a wash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's good. It's good because it's, it is so sticky. We just need to break everyone. Just do whatever the fuck they want. If you're not hurting anybody and you're out there to exactly. see connection and not judgment. And when you're out there talking in order to build instead of break down or like that's brave. Yes. So 
Connection and right? is a big thing. No, no, yeah, yeah. I like how you talked yourself through that one. Totally. I agree. I really just set myself into a full spot. I was like, well, what are we even saying? It's hard. It's a hard topic. It is hard, but I think it like comes down to there's certain things that people say to me and I'm just like, nah, boo, that's not brave. That's just honest. Like, you know, or yeah. it's, it really goes back to, I get like, I get really like my blood actually boils when I see people posting on pictures of humans that we love and support and have had on the pod and will have on the pod saying that they're brave for showing up as themselves. Like, fuck you very much. They are not brave. They're themselves and they're confident. That's what they are. That's it. (laughs) I probably get an average of two to three messages a week. I know you do. You're brave for showing your workout clips in a sports bra and shorts. And I'm like, what is that? And how does that make you feel? Would you say that to somebody? At this, it used to, it used to really upset me, but now I'm like, yeah. But if, but if you weren't as strong as you are, if if they're sending that same message to somebody else who has not done that work, that yeah. makes me upset because that's yeah. really really hurtful. Like, would you that message is, somebody who's a size two that they are brave for exactly? Like, you know what I mean? Ig, ex- also, also, please tell me you mentioned Allison Lang. Are you talking about Allison Lang right now? No, but you can. You can. Allison talked about this so amazing. I almost want her back on this podcast just so she can talk about it. We're going to do it. Because bring her back. She's like a season one fave from you guys. Yes, yes. And she was talking about how as a disabled person, she is working out and she is constantly stopped, told and told that she is brave for working out. She was like, but if you wouldn't stop anybody else- Right? Why she's in our episode called Disabled is not a bad word. I think that's the name of it. Yes, it is. And um, she schooled me, y'all. And it was a great schooling. It was and so I appreciated good. it so much. And it created such a strong bond between me, her, and Becca. We got schooled. We learned and unlearned and then learned again. And it was <laughs> fucking incredible. I felt like such an asshole, but it would have been so easy to be like, mm, Alan, can you please edit that out? But like, no, that was the whole point. I was like, oof, I just got totally schooled. And you're right. Yeah. She's like, so you're, you're, you're telling me you're stopping me in mid workout, which is like Rude. golden rule that you just don't do just because I'm an amputee. You're telling me that I'm brave or that I'm strong or that I can do it. Would you stop? Did you think to do that to anybody else? And like, yes, the intention is there, but you are still But what's making, the intention? If you really think about the intention, right? You're like, like to compliment and to support. Like I get that. Yeah. Like that's, but the why there makes it icky. Like the why comes, you feel yeah. like yeah. you need to give this individual extra support because of whatever misconceptions you have. Like that's a you issue. And it comes down to appearances, right? Like we said, like stop fucking commenting on people's bodies. You think, of course they're stopping and making a comment. It's appearances only. And you don't know anyone's story. And that's like, I get get so heated. See, but it is, it is, it does feel like one big contradiction sometimes because it feels so difficult. It's tricky because everyone has different, different feelings towards, I mean, we kind of had the same, (laughs) but when you have conversations with people that are like, for example, Abby in the episode, she was like, no, as an athlete, I think that I agree with that definition. I think that like doing the big scary thing is brave. Like she like had jumping a very off a different, cliff? Yeah, like, yeah. For, yeah. She was like, okay. I need somebody to cheer me on so that I can be brave and do the big scary thing that I oh, know so is going to be fun. She needs the outward validation. Yeah, she's like, I, I, I love a crowd. I love, oh. I love all of that. I think that that makes me feel brave. Interesting. And like- and she's like, I've achieved such great things because of that in the world and in life. 
and she, I was like, whoa, that makes, I mean, to her journey and to what inspires her and makes her feel alive, that makes total sense. So it's just- But her lived experiences are different. Everyone's lived experiences. Are, I am not an Olympian, believe it or not. <laughs> no, <laughs> me neither. We are not Olympians. Weird. Not I was Olympians. a competitive gymnast when I was 18. <laughs> We're just a couple of gals trying to teach each other how to wipe their asses. Meatball problems. <laughs> Meatball problems. <laughs> I was way too scarred to comment about this earlier in the episode, but back to front, back to front. Come on, son. Sorry, I cut you off with Allison because I saw. I was like, please tell me you're gonna. I'm, I got really excited. She did a whole actually feel about this on her. Do shows. not remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> That's my fault. I derailed. I got too excited. My butthole got tight and I went for it. That's okay. I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm, I'm sure it was important. I wouldn't be saying it on the pod. But I we mean, we're talking about other things. I mean, really, like at the very, at the very simplest definition of what bravery is. I, I think us starting this podcast was brave. Yes. Um, we leaned think- into the unknown. Yeah, I think showing up and talking so openly with each other is brave because sometimes Ooh. we know what we're coming up against and other times we don't, right? Like, right. I think it's super important for everyone to understand that there is no human, there's no single human being that I speak to more than Becca. And that <laughs> includes Andrew. Like I speak <laughs> to Becca more because Andrew's working all day and Becca and I are back and forth voice noting at different times. So like collectively, there's no single human being that I talk to more than Becca, but that doesn't mean that when we're having these conversations, we're not learning constantly yeah. about each other. And that's brave because it's like, we could, we could psych ourselves out, you know, going into some of these episodes, like a big heavy topic like this. So we could totally psych ourselves out and be like, Ugh. but it's brave to have these conversations and then to put it out there for all of you to, we hope you're thinking about it. And yeah. Like, think about it. What this. does it mean for you? Yeah. Yes. And send us information about how you feel. <laughs> if you don't fucking email us. Listen guys, we pay for this I just email. really want Okay. <laughs> and look, we really wanted to be legit. Okay. Gmail gave us the option to just do I got you poopot at gmail.com. We said, absolutely in the fuck not. Okay. We yeah. want to be cool. We didn't want it. We didn't yep. want it. So I surprised Becca. We forgot to Rios eat. <laughs> <at the laughs> yeah. At the end of hello, the second hello. And we did the legit I got you poo.com. I got you poo. <laughs> got you. I got you. I got you poo. <laughs> Which <Anyway>. actually <laughs> might be the name of this episode because it makes sense to the wiping conversation. I got you poo. Uh, <laughs> I got Gross. you poo and bravery I really love, too. I really love how you were all always on the journey of like us, our wheels turning of naming these episodes. Cause it, <laughs> it's the hardest part is probably what. Yeah. As a yeah. former journalist, my editors used to tell me that I was the best headline writer. And then I put all this pressure on myself when we're naming these episodes. I've told Becca this before. When we're naming these episodes, I'm like, this is what I used to do. People used to compliment me about this. But I'm it was like, like, okay, but it's so also sending pressure. you into such a tizzy. Yeah, <laughs> like it's really not a big deal. I sent her like episode. 27 versions of the same title with like the <laughs> smallest iteration. He, she's like, what are the different? What's the difference between these four? <laughs> <laughs> Genuine. Real question. What is the difference between these? Punctuation. 
<laughs> like, like, oh, the brief pause. I get it. I see it. And then I see it. I get it. <laughs> oh, Semicolon versus real colon. Okay. They have different yes, things. They do. Associated. They do. They do. Oh, but we hope we got your wheels turning this week. I mean, I think ours were turning while we were even mid conversation. 100%. On it. Um, we contradicted but, ourselves a million times, but that's okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's just so fun to unpack these types of topics because they are so individualized mm -hmm. based on everybody's living experience, even our own that we weren't even sure about. Right. So <laughs> I, we do want to hear how you think of bravery or what you think of bravery. What have you done? That's been brave. And if it was brave to you, then it literally doesn't matter what that meant to anybody else. And we will share it. We want to start we'll share really, really, really sharing and hearing from you guys um, because you, you know, believe it or not, y'all, this podcast is about you guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, believe is, it or not. <laughs> this is why it's called I Got You, Boo. We're saying it to each other, but we're really saying it to you. That we right. show up and we got you. And yes, there are times in your life where you feel like sharing, which you've been doing really beautifully since we launched season two, actually lots of incredible yes. feedback. Um, and, and lots of like, I would love to hear you talk about this. We would love to hear you talk about like, I, we love that. Cause we're like, great. Yeah. Yep. Like, what do you want to hear? Because, you know, Becca messaged me, I think in the summertime and was like, Hey, when we do season two again, I want to do or season two, I want to do an episode on bravery. And so we, I was like, sure, of course. And then there are some things that I'm like, I definitely want to talk about this, but if there are things that you guys want to talk about, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. by all means, let us know. And if there are experts in those fields that you idolize and love, you know, like Brene Brown one day. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely pass away. We would, yeah, we would record the episode with just the microphone on the screen. Yes. <laughs> there would be no Not Becca. I would be like, so long. It's really been a pleasure. It's really been a pleasure seeing you all here. You oh, got the same cue. Gosh. Cool, cool, cool. I'll put Bruno here. <laughs> yes. He'll grunt in agreement. So yes, definitely because you don't like to use email because apparently we're all millennials here and we don't do email for anything other than work. Send us a DM on Instagram at I got you boo pod and let us know what bravery looks like for you. What's your definition yes. of bravery? What is something you've done that is brave? Give us feedback on whether you agree with us or disagree with us with whatever we had to say on this episode, because we know it was kind of a roller coaster ride, but we <laughs> definitely want to hear from you. So please yes. send it our way. We're just going to see ourselves out. Let us know how you wipe. Let us know how you were brave. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Thanks for being here, Boo Crew. Love our vibe? Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod.